Praise God. So we're going to continue. I'm, I'm finishing up. I think I'm going to finish up today. Let's see what the Holy Spirit does. But I want to finish up with faith today. And I want to ask you a question quickly. Who enjoyed the faith series? Who has been challenged, by the way, if you, if you feel there's something that happened on the inside of here? Because it's faith. Amen. I want to quickly tell you what happened with me a few nights ago. When I went to pray, as, as I normally like to do, when the house is quiet at night, spend time with God. And so the one night, the house is quiet, and um, I made up my mind, tonight's the night that I'm going to complain before the Lord. You know, when you have your pity parties, come on, who knows that pity parties? You want to you slap chocolate, you want to eat on chocolate the whole night, and, and you just throw out your, your toys out of the cot, and you just want to complain before God. Well, I had my nights, all right? My chocolate night. And then, Lord, so I walked in that room, I just closed that door, and I complained. My goodness. I started off complaining. I didn't even start praising. I didn't say, hello, Jesus, this is vessel, you know, vessel to brain. Because he knows me. <laughs> but, so I just started off complaining and murmuring and yes. And, and do you know what happened with me? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Ask, I'm complaining. And Lord, oh Lord, you have to do something now. Lord, you, need, you better step in right now. Who can, who definitely and, and, and I'm just going nowhere. And the more I complain, the worse I feel. I feel even, I think like even Gabriel felt, yes, I'll cut my wrist tonight. What's wrong with you, you know? And then something gripped me in my spirit. And I said to the Lord, Lord, forgive me. That was the flesh speaking. I'm not here to complain. I'm actually just here to tell you how much I love you. How much you mean to me. You know, I had a list. Trust me, I was complaining and complaining and complaining. But I, it, it, it took me nowhere. And the minute I said, Lord, forgive me, I'm not here to complain. I'm, I'm just here to tell you, Lord, that I need you today more than I needed you yesterday. I just want to tell you how much you mean to me, Lord. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you know what? When I did that, something happened. Let me tell you what happened. Immediately, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, Vessel, even before you call me, I will answer. While you still speak, I will hear you. And the presence of God came into that room. Bang. And I couldn't speak no more. I sobbed in the presence of God. And listen, let me tell you something. I, when I stood up, I felt like a giant in the faith. It felt like I was untouchable. Nothing can move me. Nothing can, am I speaking to somebody? There's something that happens when you get a praise on and you start praising the King of glory. You have all the right to complain, but we are not here to complain before the Lord. We are here to tell him, Lord, even when it looks like it's bad, you're still king. Lord, even, even if I have a bad report, you're still God. God remains God. Tell your neighbor, God is God. And he never changes. Come on, tell the other person, the one that you like. God is God. He never changes. He never changes. Come on, I want to speak this to somebody. This morning is going to be a prophetic morning. Not a pathetic morning, a prophetic morning. And I really am here not to tell you what I see in your fridge. I'm here speaking to your destiny. I'm here prophesying. I'm here prophesying to your spirit, man. And so I'm here stirring some things up in the spirit. Are you ready for this? I believe that there's a turnaround coming for the body of Christ like we've never seen before. And I believe it's coming to your house. Not today, not tomorrow. Now right now what i want you to do i want you to do me a favor and get a pen and paper always when you come to church because you know most of you know that i'll be preaching and teaching in one service so i'm going to do both today all right is that fine but i want to quickly touch with, with on faith and i want to take what i where i left off last week and just combine it together last week i spoke to you about noah who remember noah building something in the time of calm that will keep him in a time of storm who remember that wave at me all right if you weren't if you were watching rugby you've, you've missed out but Noah built an ark a hundred years. It took him a hundred years to build an ark. A hundred years. A hundred years. Every morning he woke up and he stirred his faith and he was continuing what God told him to do. Most people's problem today is that they, they move away from what God has said. If God says build, you better build until God says he's done building. A lot of people start building and in halfway they stop and they do something else. And they don't know why there's no breakthrough coming to them. And this is exactly what the Christians are doing. Christians need to understand that faith can never be removed from obedience. If I obey God, it's a sign of my faith. Hallelujah. And by the way, let me just add to that. Faith can't work nicely when there's no love. And you can't say that you love if there's no obedience. When you obey God, it means you love God. Can I get an amen? 
Hallelujah. Now, so it took him a hundred years to bring what God told him into fulfillment. Yes, Jesus at, at a wedding, and Mary said to the Lord, she said, Lord, they are out of wine. And he asked her a question. He said, what do I have to do with this? My time has not yet come. Now I'm going to take your theology and religiosity. I'm going to hit it out of the park this morning. Noah, please focus. Noah took a hundred years to build what God told him to do. It took him a hundred years to build that ark. Jesus comes on the scene. He says to his mother Mary, he says, my time has not yet come. What do you want me to do? Mary doesn't go home and despondent and say, well, he's, he's not doing anything. She turned around, she walked to his disciples, and he, she said to them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And, and so what, what Mary did, Mary pushed Christ to fulfill the Old Testament law of faith. No, uh, it's going to sink in now. Mary pushed Christ to fulfill Old Testament law of faith. In the Old Testament, faith was coming. I see a cloud. Rain is coming. But yet, Mary, Jesus said, my time has not yet come. Wave at me if you understand what I'm saying. But now Mary turns around and she says, whatever this man tells you to do, you better do it. So Mary suddenly has the now mentality. She says, it's not going to happen a hundred years from now. I'm stirring him now. Lord, I don't, I'm not going to wait for the miracle. I'm going to do something that will move you to break the law of faith in the Old Testament. Because, Lord, I'm part of a better covenant. Hallelujah. So in other words, now, in the better covenant, the new covenant that we are in right now, I hate it when people say, well, maybe it's not God's time. You know, on God's time, I'll get my healing. No, God's time is right now. It's not coming, it's right now. This is why it's only in the New Testament that you will find the scripture that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't find that in the Old Testament. It's only in the New Testament. Why? Because the New Testament brings us to now, now uh, breakthroughs, now revelation. Now, let me, let me stir something up. Can you imagine what God can do for you right now? No, you didn't hear me. Can you just imagine through one word what God can do for you right now? I know I see a lot of question marks and people look at me crazy. Very easy. Old Testament, they waited on the promise. New Testament, I'm walking in the promise. I'm not waiting no more. I'm manifesting the presence and the promise of God wherever I go. Shout hallelujah if you believe that. Because I'm part of a better covenant. Shout better covenant. Do you believe that? Now, I want to just quickly speak to you about a woman called Hannah. By the, by the way, Hannah, her name means gracious. It speaks about grace. Now, one, one month I'll start preaching on grace, and I promise you, your life will never be the same again. I'm not just going to teach on grace, I'm going to teach on grace and truth, and your life will never be the same on that, amen? But in any case, so Hannah means grace or gracious. Can you say Gracious. Now, you know why I always move you to say something? Because that's how faith works. Faith, faith that's not being released doesn't mean anything. Come on, somebody. You have to speak it to see it. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit will take what you say and He will turn it into what you see. You have to say it before you see it. This is why you need grace this morning. You need grace to sustain you. Come on, you need grace for new doors. You need grace, the grace of God like never before. So Hannah, her name was called Gracious. And the Bible says, if you think about Hannah, Hannah came from the lineage of Jesus. She was his great, 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 great grandmother. But the Bible says Hannah couldn't get children. She was barren. In the Old Testament, the more children you had, the more blessed you were. Kinderspeite Hussein, blessed. And uh, her husband had another wife. All right? And, 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 and her name was called Penina. Penina. They had strange names in the Old Testament. Jeez, I was going through the other day. My goodness. But in any case. <laughs> All right, so, so Penina had children. Hannah hadn't. The scripture says her husband loved them more. And, and I'm going to read you a part of the scripture now. That she received double portion from her husband. Now, I, I need to get to somebody. Say with me, double portion. She received double portion, but yet they, there was no, no children. And I'm going to start reading you this scripture, and then you will, we will go from there. Let's go to 1 Samuel. If you have your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 1. 
In verse 2, we're going to start to read from. Let's get it on the screen as well. Okay. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give double portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. A double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed the womb. The Bible says the Lord has, has closed the womb. The Lord closed the womb. All right, and uh, let me just go on to verse 6. And the scripture says, And her rival also provoked her severely. Her rival was called Penina, by the way. Her rival provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed the womb. So it was here by here when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Verse 9 says, So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now, Eli, the, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was bitterness in soul. And uh, the scripture says, And prayed to the Lord, and she wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indu indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a, a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Now the scripture says, uh, uh, it goes on that Eli think, he thought to himself that she was drunk. Because the scripture says her mouth moved, but no words came out of her mouth. And he told her, he said to her, she's a wicked woman. And it's time for her to leave her alcohol. He said it. The scripture says, leave your wine and your intoxicating drink aside. Because he, he thought she was drunk. And she said, I'm not drinking, I'm not drunk. My heart is full of sorrow. I have got brokenness in my spirit. Long story short, verse 17 says, Then Eli, or Eli said, answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And he said, Let your maidservants find favor in, in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. And verse 19 says, Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to the house at Ramah. And the Bible says, Eventually she became pregnant. Now, here's the, the quick thing. The scripture says Hannah was called gracious. Her name is called gracious. And when the grace of God starts to operate in your life, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people say. You have to understand the scripture says that the Lord had closed the womb. Now, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Something just dropped in my spirit. I just have to say this quickly. I'm thinking about Jesus right now. The Bible says for 40 days he fasted. And at the, at the day that he was so hungry, he was, his stomach was empty. Say empty. His stomach was empty. At that moment of emptiness in his stomach, Satan came and tried to tell Jesus Christ, make him to fall, you know. You can, you can take these stones and, and turn it into bread. And, and if you bow before me, I'll give you all this kingdom. So what the enemy is doing, the enemy steps in to the place of emptiness. When he found Jesus' stomach being empty, he came and he tasted him. The devil will come and attack your emptiness. You have to come to a point in your life where you ask yourself the question, where am I empty? Because at the place of emptiness is the place where Satan will come in. And the Bible teaches us that he will come in and kill and destroy. And whatever your emptiness is, that means the thing that you, you, you can't resist. It's something that maybe it's a sin in your life. And when you don't deal with that, the enemy will come in and he will try to destroy that emptiness. This is why we need to get filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. This is why the Bible teaches us to be persistent when it comes to being hungry and thirsty after righteousness. Is someone listening to me? You have to come to that place and say, Lord, this is my place of emptiness. But I'm not going to allow the enemy to come in and take this emptiness. Hallelujah. I'll be full this morning. Come on, I, I at least two, three witnesses that will say, before I leave this building, I will be filled up. My place of emptiness will no longer be empty. Come on, I will be filled with the Holy Ghost, filled to the brim. Hallelujah. And nothing shall deviate me from God's plan for my life. If you believe that, give him a praise. Now, the Bible says that Hannah was barren and the Lord closed the womb. A lot of people feel like Hannah this morning. Maybe, maybe it's a physical thing. You, need, you want a child physically, but your womb is going nowhere. Not after this day. After today, let me tell you something. 
All right. All right. For those who want to hear this, maybe you don't want a baby. Maybe I, I see people do this. All right. So that's not, you don't have to be, become pregnant, but maybe you're barren in some area of your life. Now, let me just say this. The Bible is very clear. God closed the womb. But let me tell you, God didn't forget. Let me say that again. God, say with me, God didn't forget. God was just waiting for her to be mature enough. Let me say that again. God is waiting for your womb to be mature enough to carry that miracle. He's not far away. He even says before you call, he will answer you. Shout, he will answer me. And by the way, God will not give you what you can't carry. God gives you what you can carry. Listen, God gives you what you can carry. And he will wait. Sometimes you have to wait. You look at your neighbor and you say, but I look at my neighbor and Lord, this breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. The breakthrough that's coming to you and your house shall surpass the breakthrough that they are carrying. But God is saying, I'm waiting for your womb to mature, to be mature enough to carry what I'm going to bring to you. Is somebody listening to me in this place? It's not because God has favors. No, you are highly favored and you are God is gracious over you, but God is waiting for you to say, Lord Jesus, I refuse to listen to the naysayers. Benina, the scripture says, harass this woman. Now, let me just say this free of charge. They are only afraid to you when they are bigger than God. Let me say that again. They are only a threat to you when they are bigger than God. And let me tell you, there's nothing bigger than God. Come on, no famine is bigger than God. No sickness is bigger than God. No disease is bigger than God. Nobody's opinions are bigger than God. If they are bigger than God, then they are a threat to you. This means, brothers and sisters, there's nothing that is coming against you that you cannot handle. My God, you're about to give birth to something supernatural in the spirit. And you just needed a man to tell you that God says this is the hour, this is the season where he will impregnate you with something new, something fresh. And let me tell you, I prophesy this, a Samuel is coming your way. Hallelujah. And it will shut the mouth of any and every adversary that comes against you. If you believe that, shout hallelujah on this building. Samuel is coming, brothers. Come on, shout Samuel is coming. Yeah, I've always seen the prophetic will always try to arrest the prophetic. I want to say that to you again. Mark it on somebody's forehead, please. The prophetic will always arrest the prophetic. Every single time that God says, I've got a plan for your life, the enemy will come and he will bring something prophetic your way. Why? To keep your focus on the problem and instead of the problem solver. I'm speaking this morning to crazy faith people. Listen, you don't need to have the stomach for me to announce pregnancy. You need the word of God. You need faith in your spirit to stir up. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You might say, well, the stomach is not showing. I declare this in the name of Jesus Christ. Even if you sit in this building, you say, Lord, I want a baby, a natural baby. Put your hand on your stomach right about now. And I declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost, that your womb open up now. And if you're not, well, you don't want a baby, sit like this quickly, all right? Because it's everywhere, it's coming, it's coming. Maybe you need another breakthrough. Maybe, maybe you, you need God to do something else. You want to give birth to something supernatural in your finances, maybe in your health. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm declaring this to you as a servant of God. God has not forgotten you. God has not, no, you didn't hear me. I said, God has not forgotten you. He waited for a level of maturity until you are mature enough to carry it. Let me just say it as it is. A lot of people, what they do is they get the miracle and they run away and you never see them again. But that's not, this is not Hannah's case. Do you know how many people I prayed for to have children? They get the kids, they take the kids out of the church and they sit at home every single Sunday. Promise you. Promise you because now they've got what they asked for. What an insult. Hannah made a vow to God. She said, Lord, if you bring me this miracle, I promise you, Lord, that I will give him back to you. By the way, Samuel was a small little boy. Thank you, my beautiful wife. She told me this. He was a, a small boy. 
and she gave him up to the Lord. He lived, he lived at, with Eli at a, at a young age because she promised God, I'll dedicate this miracle. And the Bible says she had more children. When the blessing of God comes, you better understand and recognize who has given you that miracle. I want to preach to somebody. I feel like running around this place. When God gives you one miracle, that's not where it stops. God is always in the multiplication business. He always gives you more and more and more and more. Stop letting the enemy tell you that this is the last miracle you've ever seen. I want to tell you in the name of Jesus, this is the last bad day that you have seen. Hallelujah. God is doing something fresh right now. Shout right now. People need to realize that when God blesses me, I have to give him back my time. There's a lot of Christians that go backwards, two steps ahead and ten steps back. It's because they haven't made a vow to God. I say, Lord, I'll always remember you. This is what the Deuteronomy says. Remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get what? Wealth. You remember him. Don't forget him when you received your miracle. Sometimes I feel so used and abused. And people run for the miracle to get the miracle and bang, they're gone. Back to the old ways. I want to say the stone me is fine. Back to the old churches when there's nothing happening. Not speaking in the Holy Ghost, not praying for the sick, nothing. One hour services in and out, but they come here for the miracle. Do you think that God can sustain the miracle on your life? No. It's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. This is time, people of God, I want to declare this to you. That this day, some, a switch will switch on, on the inside of you. And you will decide, make a decision. I'm going to be dedicated to the Lord. I'm going to be dedicated with my time. Come on, I'm going to give my time up to the Lord. If Jesus can rose from the dead, you can raise from the bed. Bang. Oh, it's a Sunday. It's the only day you know that I can sleep in. No, sleep in on a Saturday. But get yourself to a church Sunday morning. I say, Lord, I'm going to dedicate my life, my time, all my seconds, my hours. I'm going to give it to you. If I look around our team, how they run around working, they are supposed to be the ones who's complaining. But they never complain. Well, not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe I will. Oh, I turn around. But let me tell you, it's a dedication. Because when you dedicate yourself, when you, when you made a vow to God and you keep your vow, do you know what? Then God is obliged to keep blessing you. He's obliged to keep blessing you. Shout, I'm blessed, by the way. Do you know what the past will do? The past will always threaten the future. Always. The prophetic is supposed to be flowing, but the prophetic will come. And people will have a whole list of why they can't do things. You know, God has forgotten about you. Look at your neighbors. They are blessed. No, they only read. They are blessed just for a season. But what God is doing for you in your house, in your life right about now, is something that he will sustain. If it came through this world, the world needs to sustain it. The world can't sustain it because the world is falling apart. But the blessing that's coming to you in your house will be from nobody else but from God. And when he blesses you, he will sustain the blessing on your life. Who hears me right now? No. That job can't even close down because you are there. I said, you are there. Hallelujah. And the breakthrough must come every single year. That It must come. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are there. You are. You have found grace in the eyes of God. God has brought you this far, not to leave you. You've been praying and said, Lord, do you even know about me? I, I'm here telling you, I'm just hearing from the Lord. I'm telling you that God has heard you even before you opened your mouth. Why? Because God is not just somebody. He's not just a God that listens to words. God, the scripture says, moves and searches people's hearts. That's what he do. Even before the words leaves your mouth, he's already searching your heart. He knows exactly what you need even before you ask it. Don't let Benina tell you and harass you. Hallelujah. Don't let that sickness, that disease... The things that you feel in your body, the symptoms, don't let that harass you. You better tell that thing, I found favor. I found favor. Come, I'm speaking about faith. Shout faith. faith. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying this? Yes. By the way, you have to surround yourself with people that wants to see the dream coming in fulfillment. Let me say that one more time, like this. You have to surround yourself with people 
that longs to see the promise coming in fulfillment. If God has promised you something, you can't get around paninas. Don't get around paninas. Rebuke the paninas. Get your, when God has given you a promise, He will fulfill that promise. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says she didn't eat. She was so sorrowful. Now, I don't know, some people, maybe they like to eat when they're sorrowful. When they go through stress, just give me something to eat. You're an emotional eater. But Hannah wasn't an emotional eater. She went on a semi-fast, didn't eat. And the Bible says that when they looked upon her, she was grieving. That she looked like a drunk woman. But what they didn't understand was, God was doing something behind the scenes in Hannah's life. Listen, there's purpose for your pain. There's a purpose for your pain. And th th she looked like a drunk woman. And he said, why are you drunk? Leave your foolishness aside. And he actually insulted her. And, and I think she wanted just to slap him and say, can't you see I'm grieving? I'm mourning. And she fell on her face and she said, Lord, I promise you I make a vow. Now let me just say this and I approve this message. Every single time you go before God and you make him a vow, I promise you, he's, he will always bring forth his part of the bargain. Always. I've seen it in my own personal life. When you come before God, you say, Lord, this is my vow to you. I'm, I, I need this, but this is my vow. He will always come and you will perform his side of the deal. You better show up to your side. Is somebody listening to me? And the Bible says, she, so she fell on her face. She didn't eat at all. And, and when, when she said to the man of God, to the prophet, she said, I want the child and he said something else he said well I want to tell you that let it be according to what you've asked it shall be done for you now I didn't see Eli or Eli stand before God and he said Lord uh, what do you think should we do should I declare a word what, what do you feel no no he declared the word of God because the word of God cannot come back void let, let me just say this like this in the Old Testament the word of God couldn't come back void in the New Testament it cannot come back void the word of God is the word of God it can never come back void and the Bible says the following she said they said that she fell on her face she worshiped and then after she ate key the miracle came after she ate when when you are not eating in the physical you are sick a sign that you are healthy in his gezond is you eat she didn't eat that's unhealthy but when she heard the voice of God speaking I will grant you your petition she started eating here's the key to the miraculous to always remain hungry to always remain thirsty after his righteousness and every single thing will come to you and by the way God blessed the children I didn't see God use Penina's children but God used Hannah's children so what do you do don't look at your at your enemies don't look at your neighbors and say Lord look at what you're doing for them no 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 you have to understand where God is taking you I'm running my race and I refuse to stop just because there's some things in my way. I believe in a way maker. If I go somewhere and there seems to be no way, the way maker will make a way for me. I don't need a door because Christ is my door. Listen, the, the difference between me and my neighbor is I am not without a hope. The difference between me and my neighbor is I have a God who sits on a throne, who is awake and is ready to perform his word. Come on, the difference between me and my foes is I have a God in heaven who laughs at my enemies. The difference between me, oh, come on, I'm speaking to somebody. The difference between me and this world is I have a hope and Jesus Christ is his name. And it's not because he says, I'm not giving it to you. No, he's waiting for you to mature. When people mature spiritually, this is when God brings breakthroughs to their lives. In actual fact, let me just quickly say this. The minute, the moment he got Hannah's heart is the moment he gave her her son. Sometimes you don't get your miracle because God is after your heart. You didn't hear me. You sit here and you ask yourself the question this morning, why haven't I seen my miracle yet? Because God is after your heart. When you have your heart, you have your breakthrough. You better tell your adversary this morning, a Samuel is on its way.
Hallelujah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right, I, I need some crazy faith people. As Samuel is on its way. Say with me, Samuel is on his way. Say with me, my pain have a purpose. Do you know that? Do you believe that? That your pain have a purpose? No, there's, there's some things in life that will come and define you. And then there's some things in your life that will come and refine you. Don't get it mixed up. Some things define you, define who you are. Some things just comes to refine you. Don't mix it up. Hallelujah. While you're waiting on the promise. Now, just by the way, we are part of a better promise. Part of a better covenant. My faith gets God to move in the right now. I can't have a, a hundred years mentality from now and think God will perform now. I need to step into the now. I need to have a now mentality. Come on, somebody help me, help me in this building. And Hannah had such faith in her heart. Even when she felt like all hope is gone. Even if she knew that God has shut her womb. That didn't stop her. That didn't stop her from knocking on that door. That didn't stop her from possessing the land. Somebody in this building needs to hear me. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. You can't serve God according to how you feel. Listen, I want to say this. We are living in dangerous times for the body of Christ. You know, people today serve God. Most people, most people serve God for what they can get. Most people serve God for what they can get. I've got sad news for you. Heaven don't need you. The rocks will cry out. Do you know why people are so mixed up today? Listen, I, I, if I, I'm stepping on toes, I'm not sorry. Do you know why people are mixed up and messed up? Every single time you see people fall. Now, people say you can't fall from grace. Like I always say, bulltwang. Bulltwang. I've got scriptures to prove that, by the way. I'm not thumb-sucking, okay? There's no such thing that once saved, always saved. That's a nice gospel. Don't you think? So you run quickly to God. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. Amen. Then I do whatever I want to do. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you'll never inherit the kingdom of God. So being born again of what? So I was a murderer. I said the prayer. I'm murdering again. I'm still saved. Nah. That's doctrines of demons, by the way. It's, it's, it's very, it's very. But in any case. So every single time you see people fall. I'm talking to you about man of God, not just man of God, I'm talking to you about Christians. If you see them fall, the reason, doctrinal issues. Look at their theology, and you will see the reason why they sin. Today, I can take any sin and get a scripture to prove that I can do whatever. Because what people just do, people just read scripture out of context. Now, let me just say something else quickly, and I can say this, right? And I'm going to just say that. Not everybody with a Bible under the arms is a man of God. Amen. Not everything that you see on Facebook to share is of God. If I look at some of the ridiculous stuff that people are sharing, I, I said to Aline the other night, I said, listen, it's a slap in my face. If people believe these rubbish, what, what, do, they, what do they learn from me if they believe this rubbish? You know, <laughs> yo, I have, to, I have to check my words. Kerkrat gaan op my rees. Gaan a brief krijg vandag, boys. <laughs> That's just a joke free of charge. There's no church government that rules this place. God rules this place. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I have seen this. I have seen this. How people will speak you out of your faith. Uh, there's a lot of movements on social media today. This is why, when, and I've got nothing against reading books, all right? I'm, I'm having a book coming out very, very soon. It's called The Miraculous. You will not want to miss it. It comes from America. And uh, so it's going to be in my life story and the miracles or whatever. So you can get it. It's, it's good. Okay. It's good to read that one. Do you know why I say it's good to read that one? Because I know myself. I know my spirit. I know the word of God. I know if I speak lies, I'm going to stand before that one day. A lot of people don't care about that because, all right. So. The problem is I've never seen a tree outside of the ground, laying on the soil or laying on the grass, growing and producing fruit. The reason why people are not prospering and getting breakfast is people not rooted no more. We call them the pot plant Christians. Who remembered I said that? Yeah, then they, then they, and then, oh, every time there's a move of God, they want to be there. Oh, revival. 
and most of the things is, is fleshly. It's fleshly. And they, they can't even discern that this is flesh. This is nothing of God. Every, do you know how you know if people are immature Christians? If we say there's a prophetic conference and everybody runs. Oh, I want to hear from God. You can hear from God without me. If you spend time in his courts, you can hear from God. Hallelujah. I was standing in a shop the one day and I wanted to buy a book. And so I stood at the till, wanted to pay for the book. And the Holy Spirit said to me, put that book down. So I'm fighting in my summer. Put the book down. I said, why, Lord? He says, because I'm going to reveal this to your... I'm going to reveal this to you myself. I don't want you because this is the problem. Now we built up something based on somebody's opinion. He didn't hear me. Oh, but, 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 but Paul Pompis has said this. Who cares what Paul Pompis has said? If he's not in the Bible, I don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. I don't want to preach it. The rubbish that's going out. I've seen something, I don't know, mention names. Something about the anointing that was displayed on social media. It's a shame. And then people sit in hallelujah in the church. Oh, hallelujah, really? It's not even in the Bible. Stop hallelujah for everything. And get to grow up, get to a place of radical faith. And say, Lord, I'm going to be rooted. This is why, by the way, if you're new here today, look around, there's a bunch of crazy people. They've got crazy faith. Oh, come on, Faith City, don't be shy now. You have to help me out. We've got crazy people in this place. They're rooted. They're rooted. And when you are rooted, you can't but prosper. You can't but grow. Can I just say this free of charge? I don't know, somebody needed to hear this. I'm saying this again. This is the reason why there's so many gimmicks in the body of Christ today. Not a lot of miracles, a lot of gimmicks, because there's no truth. When there's truth, there's miracles. Hallelujah. And by the way, he still moves in miracles. He still moves of signs. He still moves of wonders. He still speaks today. Come on, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hannah wasn't moved by Panina. People are getting moved by everything today. If it's on Facebook, they're moved. My goodness. Come on. Come on. So many Christians don't believe in the rapture of Jesus Christ no more. Because they've read a book. I also read a book. I've read the real book, the true book, a book that cannot lie, a book that is not fabricated on somebody's opinions. And if you don't believe the rapture, I do. You can stay here. I'm going. I'm going home with Jesus in a twinkling of an eye. And in that day, I don't care who I've been on this earth, what my name is. I want to stand before him and say, let the blood of Calvary speak for me. But until he comes, I want to preach hard. I want to get people saved everywhere. You can't save souls unless your heart breaks for the lost. Hallelujah. Passion, that's what it is. We need to preach this gospel with passion one more time. Can I just give you a quick key to be a success? Stay with the word. Let me say that again. Stay with the word. I want to say something else that Christians is going to get aggro. I'm saying it in any case. Next bull twang thing is when people come and say, um, the Lord spoke to me. My season has changed. Brother, what season? Are we in the kindergarten? <laughs> season has changed. Why are Christians in seasons? I'm going to try. Maybe, maybe you hear me. Why are Christians in seasons? I thought we are the top and never the bottom. I thought we are the head and never the tail. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by seasons. Seasons must be moved by me. I'm a carrier of the presence of God. I carry miracles on the inside. I carry breakthrough on the inside. Come on, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And this is why Hannah received. And a lot of people don't receive. Her heart was steadfast. Her heart was steadfast to the Lord. She had crazy faith. People, do they, do they give up? You know what we do? A lot of people contact us. You know, what, we don't always say to people everything that's happening. But a lot of people fly in for miracles. So we don't, uh, don't always say, well, we've got somebody from Mexico and somebody from this country that flew in and, because they need a healing. And you know what they do? Most of them call us. We've been at this preacher, nothing happened. We've been at this preacher, nothing happened. I promise you. We've been at this preacher, nothing happened. We've been to that church. Oh, there's nothing happening there. Oh, we've been there. Now we're going to try Basil Dubrain. And you know what? How we respond? Do not come. Try Jesus Christ. Try 
Jesus Christ. When you try him, I, pro I said, I always tell them, respond this way. This is the reason why nothing happened. Because you try men. You try men. I've heard people say, there's only one man that can do something for me today. That's face of the brain. I can't do anything for you. I can just show you to the way. And his name is Jesus Christ. Your heart must be fixed on him. On him. I'm not asking people to make me your profile picture on your Facebook. I'm not asking people to put me up as your banner. What I'm trying to tell you is you have a banner and Christ Jesus is his name. The Bible says when we lift him up, he will draw all men unto him. He doesn't say lift up your apostle. He doesn't say lift up your bishop. He says lift up Jesus and we will lift him up as Hannah did. Oh Lord, thank you that you will remember your maid servant. I'm not seeing anything moving in the natural, but my faith says... My faith says, my faith doesn't say Eli has, a, has an answer. My faith doesn't say Elijah has an answer. My faith says Jesus Christ is my answer. He is my hope. He is my glory. Shout faith. We should stop being moved by what we see. We should stop being moved by what we hear and be rooted. Be rooted. Our problem today is people have 10 spiritual fathers and they think they're going to grow. Ten spiritual fathers. Everybody says something else and then they believe, oh, I'm on the right path. You know how many times I sit with people that say, listen, I've got ten spiritual fathers. This guy says this, this one says this, this one says this. Who do I believe? I said, that's your problem right there. Ten spiritual fathers and you think you're going to grow. You're going to be a mess. A hot mess, by the way. Crazy. <laughs> and then you know what? Then they try a pull. And another pull. And another pull. If they came here, I would have told them there's only one pull. That's the gospel. Try the gospel. People are more in books than what they are reading the Bibles. I promise you, when you start to read your Bible, it will hit 90% of the rubbish that you purchase out of the water because it's, it's based on people's opinions. I, I, I cannot go deep. I don't know why the Lord wants me to say this. I'm saying this to somebody. Get to Jesus. Get your heart fixed on him. Get your heart as the way that Hannah said, I'm not going to be moved. Panina harassed her. All right, listen. That devil that's harassing you will harass you no more. That fear that has knocked on your door will knock on your door no more. I want to preach this heart to you that you will be a walking giant in the faith. Come on, that your faith will not fail. It doesn't matter what happens at your work. It doesn't matter what comes to you against your company. It doesn't matter what they say against you. If God before you, who can be against you? But Christians, let's mature. Let's get to that place of maturity in the spirit. And say, if the Bible doesn't say this, I don't believe it. The Bible says that God is a miracle worker. I'm declaring to you, he's a miracle worker. He will make a way this morning. Listen, I, I, I want to get you to that level where I am right now. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen next week when you walk into your job. It's going to happen right now. What you don't understand. When Hannah prayed the first time, God heard her. The same thing happened with her that happened with Daniel. And it's facts. Because the Bible teaches us, when you start to pray, God hears you. Imagine a God so big. If I say big, I'm not speaking about a giant God. I'm speaking big in his splendor, in his majesty. Big God. That I don't have to go before God and say, Hello, Lord, this is Vessel Dubrain. Five city, no? Centurion. I am 1,95 meters tall. <laughs> Checking in at 120 kilograms. I think there's about 3,422 and 70 hairs on my head. It's me, Lord. He knows who I am and he knows who you are. Imagine that. When I go to God, there's no introduction. There's no introduction. He knows me. Why? Because he's the searcher of the heart. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, when you start to pray, he hears you. There's even a scripture that says, if you believe that he's hurt you, he'll give you the petition of your heart. Just by believing that God has hurt me, he'll give you what you've asked for. So when Hannah prayed, nothing happened. It's not because God was on vacation. It's not because God was asleep. No, God is waiting for that womb to be mature enough. 
Because I promise you, character is greater than results. Great, greater. You have to understand the character will sustain. I promise you this. People with no character receive a miracle, they forget God. People that have a character receive a miracle, they always remember God. They serve Him the whole lives. So there was, had to be a fight in the heavens, but God waited. Sometimes, let me say most of the times, God uses that for His own good. So let me explain this. The enemy tries to rob you of your miracle, but God uses that to mature you. I heard a lot of people say, if I win the lotto, I'll sow to the church. I said, you're a liar. If you're not sowing now, you'll never sow. So you know, so why, why, why do I say this? Because God is waiting for us to mature. <laughs> Somebody asked me the one day, can you pray for a, for a million rand for me? I said, sure, can you just answer one simple question? Did you ever in your life give God 100,000? No, 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 never. I said, can I ask you a question? Did you ever give God 10,000? No, no, never. I said, let me ask you another question. Have you ever given God a thousand rand? No, never. I said, you don't qualify. God is still working on your womb. God is still getting you to a place of maturity. God did not forget you. Tell your neighbor, please. God has not forgotten you. Please tell your neighbor, God has not forgotten you. He just won't give you what you can't carry. Tell your neighbor, he just won't give you what you can't carry. God is maturing you. Tell your neighbor, God is maturing you. He's maturing your womb. I'm looking at people, some of you will walk with triplets, spiritually. I see for John, all your friends, oh yeah, thank you toch, say spiritually. Spiritually, I see you carry triplets. My goodness, listen, I, I say this prophetically. I see, I see a double portion here. Twins, twins. Come on, who believes that? Lord, double portion. As with Hannah, my stomach don't show it now. But there's a double portion coming my way because I have found grace in the eyes of God. Come on, I want you to say that to your mountain, that I have been favored by God. I'm carrying something on the inside of me. Come on, something is about to kick. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody, and listen, if you feel suddenly after this word, you get hungry. Don't worry, it's good. You get cravings, that's marvelous. Something is breaking out in this place. Hallelujah. And when you start to eat, the miracle will manifest itself. Remain hungry. Remain hungry for God. I don't know about you. I expect a huge miracle today. I expect something great to happen for me. I expect something great to happen for me. I need crazy people. So I expect something great to happen for me. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. My God, I'm a walking miracle. I want to say four things and then we're going to pray. There's four things that you have to do. Unless you do these things, nothing will happen. Things will still stand in your way. Obstacles can't be removed. Who understands that God is moved by faith and faith alone? Who knows that God can't be pleased without faith? And you know, there's, there's about 50 plus uh, verses in the scripture that I can just tell you. 50. That speaks about different kinds of faith. 50 different kinds of faith. If I had more time, I'll go into everyone. But there's four things quickly. If, if, if it's in your mouth, but it's not spoken, it remains dead. Please hear me. It can be in your heart. If it's not released, it's dead. The Bible says Joshua had a shout of faith. All right. This is why this morning you have to shout. You have to give a shout of faith until those walls are coming down. Hallelujah. Please hear me. I want to put you up to the challenge. Tomorrow I'm starting to fast. I'm going to fast Monday to, to Friday. For those who, in, whoever wants to join in, join in. But I'm telling you, Sunday I'm walking in with a shout of faith. 
This week, I want to challenge you. When, when there's an obstacle in front of you, give a shout of faith. Don't just agree with what comes against you, but give a shout of faith. Somebody needs to give a shout of praise. Come on, shout of praise. Somebody else needs to rebuke. Number three, rebuke. Jesus rebuked that tree that didn't bear any fruit. And then somebody have to have a prayer. You have to pray until you see mountains being moved and high things coming down exactly as Hannah did. And let me tell you, there's never breakthrough coming without a shout of victory. Come on, how many of you received a breakthrough and you're so excited? You shout for victory. That's where the devil, the devil is defeated in your testimony. The devil is defeated in your victory. This is why the Bible says we have overcome through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of our testimony. When God has been good to you, you better shout it onto the mountaintops and say He's a good God. Listen, let nobody steal your testimony. If you have a testimony in your heart, you better release it out and say, My God has been good to me. His ears hasn't been closed for me. Before I even called, He answered me. While I was still speaking, come on, He came through for me. Would you, would you shout that with me? My God is a good God. What He has done for Hannah, He will do for you. Today, I don't care what the doctor's reports are saying. I'm telling what the report of the Lord is saying. The report of the Lord is saying that God Almighty sits on His throne. And He is ready and well able to perform His good work over your life. I don't care this morning what your bank account says. But there's a new report that I, I'm just here to tell you. That the Lord says, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Come on, I'm telling, I, I'm speaking to, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm preaching to the choir this morning. You need to hear me right now in Jesus' mighty name. What God has done for Hannah, He can do for you. Change your confession and say, Lord, I don't care what Panina has said. I don't care, Lord, how they have come against me. I believe that you are well able to perform your word over my life. Come on, uh, can, I, can I be blunt and just say this? You have to turn to Panina and say, Panina, it's time to shut up. God is bringing me a breakthrough. Hallelujah. My womb is about to give birth to something big. Your womb, maybe it's your business, maybe it's your family, it's your ministry, it's your finances, it's your job, it's whatever it is. But take it by force this morning and say, if God has done it for Hannah, He can do it for me. Hannah persevered. She fell on her face. She cried out to God. Imagine one night, one night weeping before the Lord and the next morning received such joy. Because weeping may last for the night. But joy comes in the morning. I wish that you see what I see today. I really wish that the Lord will open your eyes like I see today. There's nothing impossible for Him. He can do all things. Are you ready to believe God? Are you ready to believe His report this morning? Come on, you better tell that womb, womb, you're going to give birth. Triplets, brother, it's coming. I see the man like Benoit. I, I hear a man says, my wife, she's fixed, she can't get, uh-huh. I know a miracle worker. I'll just point you, zap, zap, zap. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hannah, the fight is not over. Hannah, you're not defeated. Hannah, God has not forgotten you. Hannah, where are you? I'm speaking to you, Hannah. Your life is about to be turned upside down forever. Hannah, you better hear me. Close your ears to Benina. Close your ears to what they say. They can even say, look at this foolish woman, drunk. But your heart is just full of sorrow. You have just been weeping for hours. You've been weeping. And you've been asking God, God, where are you in all of this? Where are you, Lord, when people have said all these bad things about me? Where are you, Lord, when the bank came and repossessed my car? Where are you, Lord, when I'm laying at night awake and not sure about the future? Hannah, I'm telling you, he's right there. He's working things 
behind the scenes things that you don't even know about he's he's, he's making it happen right now i've never seen the righteous forsaken hannah i've never seen her children begging for bread hannah it might look big hannah you might hear panina every single day they mock you and say where's your god but your taste is turning around and it's becoming a testimony god will use your brokenness in your life you didn't hear me god will take that broken pieces of your life and it will become your greatest testimony when the world will look at you they will no longer laugh at you they will no longer mock you but they will call you favorite they will call you gracious they will go oh, hallelujah because he's a merciful god but hannah here's the key when the whole world is running around stay at the master's feet Maybe they don't know the sorrow right now. They don't understand the brokenness right now. But God knows. And He's a good God. Think about this quickly. If, if you have a family member, a drunk man drives 260 kilometers per hour and knocks your family member over and kills him. And you're standing in, in the court and the judge says, I found this man not guilty. Is he a good judge or a bad judge? He's a very bad judge. But do you know what the Bible says about your heavenly father? He's a good judge. Who judges righteously. My God, I see it. I see it. You think it's over. God says it's just beginning. It's not over. It's over because they said no. One man's no is not God's no. You better hear me. Just because somebody said no doesn't mean it's God's final answer. It's not over. Don't throw in the towel. Panina might have children that are all counterfeits. What God is giving you comes directly from heaven. Let him mock you. Let him say that you will become nothing. There's people sitting here, I hear this in the spirit. They've said you'll be like your father. You'll mount up like nothing. I've got news for you. You will be like your father, your heavenly father. You won't be exact. When they say you like your father, you say, oh yes, I am. I'm like my heavenly father. The Spirit of God is moving. Tears are flowing all over this building right now. Hannah, it's not over for you. God is restoring your life. He's restoring your faith. I'm speaking to people. I'm just hearing the Spirit of God. That your faith has been challenged. You came to a point in your life where you say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. But I'm, I'm prophesying to you that today God will make you the head and not the tail. I'm prophesying to you that this day God will give you a double dosage of faith because your faith will not give up and it will not give in. You keep pushing forward. There's a miracle on the way. It doesn't matter who has walked out on your life. When people walk out on your life, it's not your story that has ended. It's just their part in your story that's over. But your story, look at me, your story isn't over. This is not how you're going to die. This is not how you're going to leave this building. Your story is not over. I feel a heavenly anointing. Or let me say this, I feel a heavenly anointing in this place. That shackles are being broken as I speak now in Jesus' name. I want to come against every voice of Panina, every word that has been spoken to you and spoken over you. I, cur I break that curse in the name of Jesus Christ. I reverse that curse over your life right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every mockery against your life, no longer will they mock you. They will see you high because your God will lift you up. Come on in this season. They might call you the poorest. No longer. God is turning things upside down. You can't say, Vessel, I've got such sin. I don't care. I want to introduce you to a blood donor. His name is Jesus Christ, who has shed His blood so that you might be free. Don't let your past arrest your future. You better tell that past in the name of Jesus, I'm coming against you. I'm no longer part of what you think I am. I have found grace in the eyes of God. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I declare you have found grace in the eyes of God. You're at the right place this morning. Come on, at the right time. It's not over, Hannah. God is picking you up and He's restoring all things. 
You better tell that womb, get ready. Get ready, you're about to burst with expectation. Can you feel the kick? The nausea? No, no, that, uh, that's deliverance, it's coming. Right? I feel heaven coming down in this place. About five minutes ago, my best friend walked into this building. About five minutes ago, he started touching people's hearts. About five minutes ago, he, he's making things straight in, 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 in the scenes where people can't see. Come on, he's moving in your heart. He's moving in your spirit. He's moving in you right now. He's doing something fresh. Can't you feel it? Something is happening. Don't listen to that report. Somebody needs to hear me. Don't listen to that report. Hannah, God is not done with you. Stop listening to that report. It's not over. You want to throw in the towel? Not now. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Father, thank you. The Lord is accelerating things in your life. There's an acceleration. Do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes. Just lift your hands. That's what you need to do. That's it.